Welcome to Spotlight on Africa with me, Anne-Marie Basada. In today's podcast, we'll go to Nigeria to see how gaps between tradition and Western medicine are being reconciled when caring for the elderly. This video was reportedly taken in Nigeria. In it, an elderly woman finds herself on the rooftop of a nearby house while visiting with her daughter. The woman appears confused as she looks around her. People start yelling at her, calling her a witch, scared that she's doing witchcraft. She eventually climbs down by herself to a screaming crowd and the video ends. The same video is posted on two different sites. One caption reads, Witchcraft is real. The other one reads, an Alzheimer-ridden old woman who climbed a roof of a house almost lynched by awaiting crowds who hurls insults, abuses on her calling her a witch. These are the two extreme interpretations of an elderly person here in Nigeria. You just see a crowd around them and they'll be stoning them. You know, look on the internet, look on YouTube, there's quite a lot and it's sad. So that's the reality. Now, wanting to draw um, people, my people that have dementia, away from these cruel injustices, I find that I have to train the minds of the community. That's Chief Kikelomo Laniyono Edwards, or Kiki, as she's known to most people. I'm over 65. I'm not working. I'm just campaigning, is the way I see it. I left England um, in 2012, mainly because I thought I was retiring, but I found there's quite a lot of work to do for Nigeria and in Nigeria. So I've been going about um, trying to raise people's awareness to dementia. Because when I first got here, there was quite a lot of noise about, oh, they're witches, they're mad people, they're crazy, and people don't marry into a family that has anybody that has madness or witchcraft in their family. So everybody's hiding the person with dementia. And here in Oyo State, in the city of Ibadan, is where I meet Kiki at the University College Hospital, specifically at the Chief Tony Anini Geriatric Center. Since her return to Nigeria in 2012, Kiki has worked hard to bring awareness about the elderly and to spread the word about one of the perils of aging, dementia, and more specifically, Alzheimer's. Her experience with those suffering from dementia come from her time in the UK when she ran care homes. Um, I had three care homes, two of them was specifically for dementia. Three care homes and one care agency whereby we send people out to look after um, people within their own home. When she originally moved to the UK, setting up a care home was not easy. The situation was doubly hard for her as it wasn't common to see a black person in the small town of Birchington-on-Sea in those days, yet alone one who was running a care facility. But I was determined to make it work. Even the staff didn't understand why they have to 
work for this black person. <laughs> it was a mini coup. Day staff didn't turn up, night staff didn't turn up, cleaner didn't turn up, kitchen staff didn't turn up. So I, I had to do everything. And they, they, were, they were trying to bring me to my knees. And I had to tell them, you don't know what country I came from. I'm used to all sorts of hardship, and I can do without sleep. So I did like seven days. I only had four hours. If that was here, at least I would call family members to come and assist. I didn't know anybody then. So that was, uh, that was my baptism of fire. And so her so-called baptism proved fruitful. After nearly 30 years in the business, she had successfully set up facilities and learned along the way, especially with regards to how to care and treat those suffering from dementia. But after witnessing the lack of care for the elderly in Nigeria, she felt she had to do something. I didn't want to come back. I was just going to come and visit and then go back, you know, travel the world, enjoy myself, my retirement. And then in part of doing that, I, I landed there and I was asking them, okay, so what do you do for your elderly people? Because I'm reaching that stage. I want to be able to knock on somebody's door. Okay, let me see your brochure. Okay, can you look after me? Yeah. No, there was no such thing. <laughs> so how do you look after your older people, especially now that we know we are sending our children abroad to get um, better education? And they stay there because the life is easier there. All I got at that point in time, oh, we look after our own. How do you look after your own is what I want to know. She soon discovered that looking after our own often had a different meaning depending on who you spoke with. And walking the street, you see older people walking around, some disheveled, some, you know, like I've always described to people that I talk to, you know, and the people are oh, that one is a witch. Look, she's talking to herself. Oh, she can, she's talking to some spirits in the sky. <laughs> no. To Kiki, those people display the textbook signs of dementia. What is the most important thing for them to find out now? Let me teach them that dementia is not a curse. It's not a divine retribution of sorts. It's not um, witchcraft. It's, it's not um, madness. And then maybe they will be accepted within their own community. On a hazy Friday morning here in Ibadan, I cut through a manicured lawn towards the entrance of the geriatric center. A statue prominently placed near the entrance shows an elderly couple sitting together on a bench. My name is uh, Dr. Olufemi Oluwokiri. I'm a consultant uh, geriatrician with background in family medicine. So I'm also a consultant family physician. Um, specialized in that before I specialize in geriatric medicine. Dr. Olufemi Olubukere is the center's current director. This is the first first and first geriatric center in Nigeria. Many other ones will start springing up very soon. We did all the efforts that some other governments of the state governments are making. But this is the first of its kind in this country. And uh, before this center, we did not have anything like this. 
But now that we have this, the awareness is now so high, you know, courtesy of the effort of many people that have done quite a lot of underground work. And uh, the government is getting to be involved in the care of the elderly. Since its opening in November 2012, word of the center has spread. Today, patients are arriving accompanied by their family. Here, they can get thorough testing and follow-ups via the different specialists and the different clinics made available. For example, there's a dental unit, ophthalmology unit, rheumatology unit, diet unit, and the memory clinic. Then we have the memory clinic. Like I mentioned, we don't call it dementia clinic. Some people, when you say you are dementing, it looks at you as, uh, what is the meaning of that? What are you talking about? Well, when you say memory, they can quickly identify. And uh, even when we train abroad, they say memory clinic. It looks very interesting when you say, ah, memory, yes, I want to identify. But a lot goes into it more than just uh, dementia. And Alzheimer's, which is the commonest form of dementia, there are other forms, you know. So those, that's the reason why you say memory clinic, because you will not want to just say Alzheimer's because there are other issues with it. Kiki gives a tight smile when it is referred to as just a memory clinic. She is the founder and the CEO of the Dementia Care Society of Nigeria. She's also a member of the World Dementia Council. She hopes to do away with the negative connotation associated with dementia and concentrate on the education. Kiki jumps up to pin a button on Olufemi, just like the one she wears that states, Dementia Friend. Nigeria remains very religious and close to its traditions. The patient's beliefs are important, and the clinic works with this. Olufemi says patience and compassion are needed. We know we are very religious people, very religious people. When you give people some results, say, this is your result, depending on the fate of that person, they will say, I reject it in Jesus' name. We believe, we don't want to always go against the belief of our patient. That's the training. What your patient believes has a lot to do with the way he recovers from his illness. So you won't say, no, that is not true. No, we will not say that. Because we now, what we now practice is whole person medicine in which you look into the, not just the physical body, the, the body, the soul, and the spirit. So that's the preaching now. And that's already gaining ground. We call it whole person medicine in which you, you want to see you as a compassionate doctor and a compassionate physician, as a compassionate healthcare provider. So these are very key to what we do. And so those are the things that we also look into now. The idea is to encourage people to bring their elderly family members to the facilities when loved ones notice the early signs of a problem. When they come for the first time, many of them, they don't even know they have it. This is when they just say, Baba is behaving, Baba is like we had one, Baba walked out of the house and they couldn't find him or he couldn't locate the house. He just went and he couldn't locate the house. Some will see their children, they can't recognize them. Some can't remember their na- the name of the children, he just saw the child and is calling another person. You know, so those things, when they come, we do some assessment for them. And in the course of doing the assessment, we do what we call a comprehensive geriatric assessment. And in the process of doing that, we do some mini mental state examination to determine some of those things. Even though it's not conclusive, there are other tests that we also conduct on them. From there, we'll be able to pick those ones that we think have dementia. And we have a, a clinic for them. So we refer them to those clinics. All the clinics, appointments, and even surgeries are located in one area to minimize moving around. 
And while it is a private center and patients pay out of pocket, the hospital does have an insurance plan that the government has now taken over, making it more affordable for people. In a country the size of Nigeria, with a population of nearly 200 million, the number of elderly persons continues to increase. Well done. That was part of the reason behind the establishment of the center, which was the brainchild of Tamitope Alonge. The recently retired chief medical hospital was driven by a personal story to open such a center, and not merely a department. Regrettably, my mother, who was also elderly, did not survive congestive cardiac failure because she was managed in a remote area where they have no geriatric practice. I think she had an overdose of um, the uh, antihypertensive and all the medication they were giving to her to try and dry up the fluid in her body. Which is why he says more care is needed to such patients, especially in an era where home care is no longer the norm. Parents both work. Children move away from home, even to other countries, so the elderly are left without much help, but they require a special kind of care, he stresses. We've since got to know that elderly patients are not old adults. If you give them the same dosages of medications on the premise that they are older adults, the chances are that you might overdose them because there's a very fine line between health and disease in this group of people. Um, I didn't blame the doctors because I think they didn't have the knowledge base. But I think I would want to prevent such deaths from happening by making sure we have some understanding that the geriatric age group is a special group and that medical treatment uh, must be customized for their needs as opposed to treating them as um, older adults. So this has been the driving force behind the establishment of the geriatric center. The idea of the center is to allow patients to go home and be better cared for by their family. There is an inpatient facility, but the majority come, attend the clinics, and leave. The hospital now is also offering training programs to home caregivers so families can hire in-home care if needed. And of course, there is an actual inpatient facility whereby patients can stay up to 30 days. This idea of dropping off your parent or grandparent at a home care facility is still a new idea in Nigeria, explains Temitope, and is very much associated with Western culture, like what he saw while studying in England. A short-term care home is a way to introduce people to the idea and allow for East to meet West. Well, I think it's a marriage of both, taking some elements from traditional you know, uh, home care that is inherent in our culture and also marrying them with some of the Western cultures. And it's the traditional elements that the medical staff here don't want to lose, namely the care and energy into looking after one's own. But often these traditional elements take over when faced with an unknown situation, as Dr. Topi Farombe, the in-house neurologist, explains. So these are the societal vices that we've seen in people dealing with dementia that we are really, really working to educate the populace and also to let them know that this is this, it exists. Before now, because of the shorter lifespan in this part of the world, we don't get to see it. But now there is epidemiological changes, demographic changes, that we are seeing more people who are getting older in the community. Dementia, as we all know, or mostly is a disease of the elderly. So we are seeing these uh, cases here with us, and most times people don't know how to handle it. She says they try to encourage people to seek help when the early signs set in. 
Dementia as it is, is a progressive disease of the brain, basically about uh, memory. And um, most likely, patient talks about them losing memory. That's the most important symptoms for them, and the fear that they may not recognize themselves or their loved ones again. And uh, when they lose memory like that, they, that's that affecting their daily activities, their activities of daily living, such as the usual things they do for themselves, calculation, going to work, going to, ha um, to market, going to having activities with friends and family. And even to be able to groom themselves also becomes a difficult task for them. So they find it difficult to groom themselves and uh, they now are more dependent on others to take care of them. Dementia is the overarching name for the disease and often memory loss can be associated with other ailments such as a stroke or diabetes. But Alzheimer's is the most common cause of dementia and is the act of degeneration of the brain which leads to memory loss and other cognitive functions. Globally, it is a disease more common in the aging population now than in previous generations simply because people are living longer, and so there's more room for such conditions to take over. In the case of Nigeria and other sub-Saharan countries, traditions are still very strong, and so the role of the supernatural occupies a role in the main culture. And the fear of being possessed by another spirit, or witch, is often a conclusion drawn when someone encounters a patient suffering from this form of dementia. Tope describes one recent case. We've seen a very bad situation where a woman from a far east in the country just found herself in the west and she didn't know what happened. She came, she was in a meeting, a, a group meeting, and she just uh, saw a bus, a public transport, and she entered into that public transport that brought her to Lagos. And uh, there in Lagos, she didn't know where she was. She didn't know anybody, even though her own children live in Lagos, and they were about to stone her to death when a good Samaritan had to intervene and take her to the police station. So it was at that police station they looked at her cell phone and found that the, and the numbers on her cell phone and called. I said, Mama is in Lagos. I said, it's not possible. She left us in the east. Imagine somebody from the east finding herself in Lagos, almost being stoned to death. So, because she, they found that she was confabulating, saying things that were inappropriate. So they tagged her a witch. With the growing importance of geriatric medical care in Nigeria, comes a chance to educate people on such medical situations. When they come like that and we know that this person has dementia, most important thing that we tell them is education. We don't just give medication. We have to educate the family and the carer to let them understand the basis and the, the extent of this disease and open their hearts to let them know that it's not going to go away. It's going to be there for as long as the person, patient lives and that they need to brace up. So we have to educate and educate. Kiki knew that even before families come to a medical facility, they had to recognize that there was a potential medical situation on hand. So she decided to meet tradition with tradition, beginning in her own region. I got to the king and got him to get all his chiefs together 
all the chiefs um, they have their own villages or communities that they rule over okay and then explain what dementia is and in the explanation you can see the light done on wow is that what it is so Mrs. so and so so that was what was wrong oh so sorry what we did to her and all that when she sought this understanding Kiki says she knew people would finally be more inclined to see dementia as a medical problem and not supernatural they've now appreciated the fact that every family member every family cluster must have at least one person with dementia and they have all been hiding that person with dementia because they don't want the stigma now once you are getting rid of the stigma everybody can come out and bring out the person with dementia and feel proud to do so so that's helpful so now it's easier for them to take their person with dementia take them to hospital and say oh we think maybe she's got dementia could you check for us before they wouldn't dare During the past 7 years she has worked to establish a functioning Nigeria branch of the Alzheimer's Association. Her membership with the World Dementia Council has given her access to more means of training people locally, and she herself has opened up her own care home, Rosetti Care Limited Nigeria, specifically for those suffering from dementia in neighboring villages. Okay, so this is the when the weather is better, all this is lush and green. So it's just like home. Um, so people don't feel like they are in hospital or in an institution. Um, they wake up when they want to wake up. Apart from, don't stay all day in bed. So some people like to wake up at 5:30 in the morning, and their day is already started. Some not till nine o'clock, and they, that's when their day starts. No problem. We cater to that. So it's not like a conveyor belt. Ringing off a bell and saying, "Wake up, wake up!" No, so it's relaxed. She says, despite what others think, the work she has been doing to raise awareness in her country has been done voluntarily. She toils all day to make sure that when her time comes, her fellow aging Nigerians will be looked after and not cast aside. I'm already planning my exit, meaning my own death. This is going to be a charity. Yeah, well, this is what I will will. to Nigeria but I want to have it on um you know on the right footing Kiki waves at me as she goes back to her center ready to check in on one of her patients currently residing there who has just woken up That's it for this edition of Spotlight on Africa. A special thank you to Kiki Edwards for her help, and a special thank you to Nicolas Duro for his help in putting together this report.